Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rolling with Rugby League. This podcast is a brand new podcast dedicated solely to the sport of rugby league. It is hosted by Ryan Manks. That would be me, a.k.a. Rugby Ryan. I want to thank you guys for coming in to this podcast And I want to thank you for being a part of this journey with me. You know, a lot of people wonder why in the world I would start a podcast dedicated to rugby league. Well, let me tell you something. I have searched high and I have searched low and you just can't find a good podcast dedicated to rugby league. And I was like, you know, if you can't find one, why don't you create one? And so, here we are, Rolling with Rugby League is now a thing, and um, it's kind of awesome. Uh, So, a little bit about the name, I am in a wheelchair, so I can't actually play Rugby League, so um, I'm calling it Rolling with Rugby League because, hey, I'm rolling everywhere all the time, and I love Rugby League. So, yes, um... I just want to kind of clear that up as to why the title is called Rolling with Rugby League, uh, because uh, I'm rolling everywhere. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways, guys, let's uh, go ahead and discuss a few things. This podcast will mainly be dedicated to um, the two major leagues of Rugby League, that would be Super League and the NRL. Um, and we'll be discussing news from both leagues in our section called News of the Week. And, um, then after, uh, like, when Super League gets started again, you'll have a lot of information from that league. There's only the NRL right now. So, that kind of limits us in our, uh, endeavor, but that's okay. This coronavirus pandemic is um, a big deal, and I am praying that it ends quickly and we can all get back to normal as soon as possible. Um, so as soon as the Super League starts up again, you'll get a lot of Super League news um, as well as the NRL news. Um, I will also be going through each league's uh, games for that week. Um, except in the off season, we'll just talk about news um, and everything. But uh, I go through the games each week, and I will give you my predictions, and I will tell you who I think is going to win, why I think they're going to win, and um, then I will, uh, you know. Wrap it all up with, uh, you know, just a general discussion about how I think that week's going to go in Rugby League. (sighs) Anyways, as we transition now, um, we are going to go to our very first ever News of the Week section. And um, the very first news of the week that I have for you guys is that 
The Super League has decided to determine a restart plan for the 2020 season. Now, of course, if you don't know, the Super League is the European Super League, and that is in, of course, Europe. Uh, mainly all the teams are from England, but there are, of course, uh, two different teams that are outside of England, I believe. Those would be the Catalan Dragons, which of course plays in Catalonia, well not Catalonia, <laughs> Catalan in uh, France. And uh, the other one, of course, being uh, the Toronto Wolfpack, which are the first ever transatlantic uh, team to play in a uh, major championship. Um, of course, the Toronto Wolfpack, you guessed it, are from Toronto. Um, so, the Super League is really a Super League. Um, the Super League announced uh, on uh, Monday of this week, uh, that would have been June the 8th, this is being recorded on June the 10th, but on June the 8th, they determined that they will move uh, forward with uh, a restart group. Um, the, the clinical advisory group um, of the RFL will be uh, making sure that they can get social distancing and uh, everything down uh, during this pandemic. Uh, they have provided three models for restart. Um, and the grand final for the 2020 season would either be in November or December. I'm hearing that the January grand final date that they proposed uh, at this discussion has been thrown out the window. So it was supposed to be like January 21st of next year would be the uh, grand final. But uh, I'm hearing that they won't actually go to... Uh, January 21st. Um, according to this report from Sky that I, I read this week, um, they want to have fans back at the stadiums of Super League uh, as soon as October with a general start date of mid-August. So we would get about 22, 24 games uh, and we would get you know, a, a final series, probably a modified finals series, uh, because that would take um, a lot of work uh, to get in a full season of uh, Super League. But we could, we could possibly get a full season of uh, Super League. Um, but it'll all depend on the start date. Um, let me tell you about those. Uh, I just now thought about this. The three models that I'm told are as well. Never mind. You can't. I can't find the three models, guys. If I find if I find out about the three models, uh, then I will tell you guys in the next week's episode. But there are three models. We haven't had any Super League since March the 15th, which was almost three months ago. And um, I know that England is different than Australia, but 
Australia's playing without fans. They've already restarted. You know, I think that uh, the RFL is uh, a little bit behind in restarting Super League, and uh, they do need to get uh, the ball rolling because, uh, unfortunately, these clubs, they, they need the money. And, you know, I'm afraid that if we keep this going for much longer, that a lot of these clubs are going to be hurting financially if they're not already. So, um, hopefully, the RFL gets its act together, and uh, they talk this week. It says the report from Sky says that they'll talk uh, this week. So, uh, maybe by next week when I record the second podcast episode, uh, then we will have uh, news that they have agreed to one of the three... Um, uh, models determined that they uh, of which we will know how they'll restart. Uh, moving down under for a couple of big story news uh, news pieces this week. Uh, the first one is that Paul McGregor, the head coach of the um, St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, survived a board meeting. Uh, they had a board meeting early this week uh, after uh, they lost their fourth game in a row, I believe it was. Yes, their fourth game in a row. Um, and uh, the board of directors at St. George met with Paul. Uh, they discussed where he thought the team was at and uh, what he was going to do to fix uh, the downward spiral and... Uh, General dumpster fire that is St. George uh, right now. Um, yeah, St. George is an absolute dumpster fire. That's that's an episode in itself. The uh, the tragedy that is St. George. But um, they met with Paul McGregor, and Paul McGregor was deemed the best uh, fit for the job. For the time being. Which basically in my mind. Means that. Yeah he's going to. He's going to coach the season. But he's probably not coming back. You know Paul McGregor's been at St. George at Alara For. Uh, six and a half seasons now. And. You would think that he. Ha- would deliver. But unfortunately he's only had. Two finals appearances in six and a half years. And. You know, if I'm Andrew Gordon, if I if I'm the, if I'm the chairman of the board, I'm looking at the track record, and it's been a downward spiral for six and a half years, and you just lost Tariq Sims for a whole month, and Tariq Sims is probably one of your best players, if not your best player on on the Dragons with with Ben Hunt getting older, and. Now you you've lost four games in a row. You have twenty games to go. You can turn the ship around. You can. There's there's there's, there's no there's no saying that you can't turn the ship around at St. George. But you've lost four games in a row, and you have a big one coming up the weekend. A really big one coming up the weekend. Because if you lose five games in a row, then you can pretty much kiss your finals uh, season goodbye. The other news 
uh, coming out of the NRL came on, uh, I think, well, like, again, Monday of this week, uh, is that for the first time in 364 games, uh, not 364 games, listen to me, 364 days, <laughs> I'll get it right in a second, 364 days, uh, the Gold Coast Titans, they won a game, they beat Wests, uh, 28 to 23, um, and yeah, the Titans hadn't won a game since June the 9th of 2019, and the Titans, if I'm not mistaken, came from behind on that one. I think it was like 22 to 18 with uh, like 12 minutes to go, and they, and they came back and, and they and they won that game, and um, you know, Sammy, uh, Sammy scored the. Game-winning uh, try off a of Gerber off a of Gerber kick, and um, that was pretty impressive. I, I have to, I have to tell you, that was pretty impressive uh, with the Titans winning. Um, of course, if we're talking about on the field production, the biggest shock of the weekend this past weekend was the Sydney Roosters and Brisbane Broncos game, where. The Broncos continued their down, their downward spiral. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, they lost to Parramatta, thirty-eight to six. And this past weekend, they lost to the Roosters, fifty-nine to nothing. It is the worst loss in the history of the Brisbane Broncos. And uh, if you don't know this, then you do now. Steve Irwin was a huge, massive. Uh, Brisbane Broncos fan before he passed away, and I think somewhere wherever Steve Irwin is, he's shaking his head in disbelief because the Roosters came in to Brisbane and humiliated the heck out of uh, the Broncos, and it just it was it, it's kind of embarrassing. Ah, I, I I just I was in shock. Although, I am a North Queensland Cowboys fan, so uh, part of me was laughing the whole time. Even though I do want Queensland as a whole to do well, um, I, I was laughing a little bit the whole time, because it kind of is funny. Um, so, anyways, that is your News of the Week. That is right. That is your news of the week. So, now, I'm calling this the preview of the week. You have news of the week. Now you've got preview of the week. So this section is a working title. It may change it in the next episode. But for now, we're going to call this the preview of the week. So, or maybe Super League Around the World. I don't know yet. Well, I'll, I'll come up with a fancy title. So, on Thursday morning for me, I am in the States. So, all of these uh, games I probably will refer to in the morning time. Uh, because they will be um, at like 5 o'clock in the morning for me. Um, I don't have the, the, the times uh, in... Australian, I have the times in my time zone, and they're all in the morning, so 
We start this week off round number five with uh, a Thursday a Thursday matchup, probably Friday night matchup uh, in Australia though uh, with uh, Manly and Brisbane. Now Manly is currently, I believe, two and two. They are they they are two and two, and the Brisbane Broncos are two and two. So. They're only separated on goal difference right now in the ladder, which means that one of these teams will be moving up the ladder, the other team down the ladder after this game. With Brisbane getting up 59 points to the Roosters and the game in Manly, this is going to be a very interesting, very interesting game. Because the Sea Eagles are kind of... Not having a good defense. I mean, they've only given up 51 points this year. 51 points is not bad. But it's still not, of course, good enough to get them higher up the table. They haven't won. They've only won about two games. And so their defense is kind of, well, lackluster. Then you got to talk about the Broncos. Because the Broncos, yeah, their defense, their defense is the worst in the league. They've given up 132 points and only scored 56. So not only is their defense lackluster, but their offense is not doing good good as well. And so this is either going to be a very low-scoring game or it's going to be a very high-scoring game. It all depends on uh, which version of which team comes out. So... We could see either a very high-scoring game or a very low-scoring game. I'm, if I'm a betting man, if I'm putting my money on, you know, an over/under, I'm probably saying that probably we'd get it like an 18-12 scoreline here. Um, my heart in this one says that Manly is going to come out on top, but I think that with the embarrassment that was the Sydney Roosters game. I think Brisbane has more to prove in this one. I think Brisbane's going to come out with fire. I think they're going to, I think they're going to come out with guns blazing. I think they're going to have something to prove. They they just lost the the worst game in their uh, club's history. I think Brisbane has to turn it around this week. I think they have to show the rest of the NRL that they are going to not lie down on their backs and take it. I think that they're going to have to turn around this week. And I think Brisbane comes out on top. I think it's 18-12. to 12. I think that uh, the Sea Eagles will play good defense. But I think the Broncos are going to come out on top. But we'll see. It, it, it could very well go, very well go the other direction. On Friday morning, we have the Warriors and the Cowboys. So that's going to be interesting for me as a Cowboys fan. Um, the Warriors are 14th in the standings. The Cowboys are 7th. So a top of the table, bottom of the table situation. As I like to say with these situations, the good teams have to beat the bad teams. And the Warriors have not proven this year that they can score. They are the team that is that has not scored very many. They've only scored 24 points. 
And, um, yeah, the Cowboys, the Cowboys have scored 97. So the offense has been, has been there for the Cowboys, but, uh, last weekend against the Sharks, the offense wasn't there, uh, and mistakes cost them, uh, in that, uh, 10 point loss to Cronulla. So... Which version of the Cowboys will we see? Will we see the good version of the Cowboys that has won two games? Or will we see the team that played Cronulla last week? I'm hoping that it will be the good team. And I hope the Cowboys beat the Warriors. But time and time again, we've seen you know the teams at the bottom of the table rise to the top um, when they're having their backs against the wall. And maybe... Just maybe the Warriors come out on top, but I think the Cowboys do. I think we see 22-6. I'm going to say 22-6. I think the defense for the Cowboys um, is going to be back, and they're going to uh, they're going to take down the Warriors 22-6. That's my prediction, and I'm sticking to it. Also on Friday morning, we have the top of the table leading Parramatta Ills and the Penrith Panthers. Both teams are undefeated. Both teams have solid offenses and solid defenses. This is going to be an absolute slugfest. And I am going to kind of lean with Parramatta. I think that the Ills at 4-0 are going to be too good for the Panthers. Um, the Panthers played Newcastle earlier in the year and uh, drew with Newcastle. And this could be a very similar situation where both teams just don't pull away from each other and um, after 80 minutes, we are tied. I don't think it'll happen. I think the I think Parramatta does win. I think that they win, you know, 18-6 to six maybe. I think it's a low-scoring affair. Um, the Eels have got the best defense in the league right now. They've only given up 30 points. And I think that continues. Um, and, uh, you know, with these games, you know, these games are being played without any fans right now. Uh, I think this weekend, though, starts slowly trickling fans back in down under in Australia, I think. So there may be fans at this game. But we're going to see how that affects the Parramatta Eels. They've, 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 they've done good so far. They've won four games. But you've got, to win these ga- you've got to win these early games so that you're not struggling at the end of the season. And if Parramatta wants to make the grand final this year, if Parramatta wants to win their first uh, grand final since, like, 86, I think, then you've got to, then you've got to win these games early. And, and, and Penrith... Penrith, that's that's a shocker. I didn't think that Penrith was going to be three and one early on in the season. I th- I thought that Penrith would be maybe two and two at the most, but they're three and one right now, and they're playing some good rugby league. Um, so my prediction for that one is the Eels. Moving on to Saturday morning, you have Souths and Gold Coast. Now. I was going to wait for this rant to uh, to the end, but 
I think I, I think I need to uh, say it now. Souths and the Titans are both bottom feeders. They both are. They're both bottom feeders. There's no way around it. Souths is the bottom feeding club right now. That's a shocker because Souths are the most successful team in the history of the NRL. But they're, they are a bottom feeding club right now. And Gold Coast, they won their first game in 364 days. Here is my rant. Justin Holbrook. I know you're not listening. But maybe you are. Maybe somewhere in the world you found this podcast. You're now the new head coach of the Gold Coast Titans. You're coming off the biggest win in the club's history. A 28-23 tromping of the West Tigers. Your brand new head coach. Don't screw this up. You gotta beat you've got to beat the Souths. You gotta beat the Souths. You got to. Absolutely gotta beat the Souths. Cause if you don't, we could be sitting here for another 364 days going, yeah, Gold Coast hasn't won in a year. But then again, you're Gold Coast. It's usually 364 days between wins. So it's nothing new. But if you want to be remembered as a legend at Gold Coast, you gotta write the ship. You just got to write the ship. So you gotta win this game. So Justin Holbrook, I'm calling you out. So with that said, I think Gold Coast is gonna be on a bit of a high after beating West's 28-23 earlier this week. And I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to say that Gold Coast beats the Souths. And I think this is going to be a bit of a high-scoring one. So, 30-22. I think Gold Coast comes out. Winning this one, I think that the Rabbitohs are on a, you know, a decline while as the Titans are on an incline, especially right now. But we'll see. Justin Holbrook is the new head coach down there. Can he string two games in a row that are better than the first three? We'll see. My money is... My money is not, I mean, I wouldn't be betting on Gold Coast, if, if, honestly. If I was a betting man, I'd be saying, eh, you know, they, they had one good game, but can they show me two? I'd be skeptical, but it could very well happen the weekend that the Gold Coast Titans finally right the ship that is that dumpster fire. The Knights and the Storm, two top-of-the-table teams. Uh, Newcastle is in second. Melbourne is in fifth. So if the Storm win that one, they will jump uh, Newcastle. Um, yeah, Newcastle is playing absolutely out of their minds right now. 
I'm very impressed with how they've come out of the gate. Their only bad game, of course, was Penrith, where they drew, but they didn't lose that one. So, I'm kind of excited to see where Newcastle goes. They've only ever won two premierships. And um, that was in 97 and 2001. And, you know, Melbourne has had lots of success. I know that they've had those premierships stripped from them, but they've had a lot of success. Uh, the Billy Slater era was absolutely amazing in Melbourne. And, um, you know, this is going to be like two heavyweight boxers pounding each other out. And, you know, the one that comes out on top might maybe either worse for wear or better for it. We'll see what happens. I think this game is too close to call. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick, um, a team. I think, I think it could very well be. Um, Melbourne that comes out on top is in Newcastle. Newcastle's at home for that one. So my, my, my heart says that Melbourne's going to win, but my head says with the, uh, home field advantage, even though there's no fans in the stands, Newcastle. So 23-22, I, I think, I think I will, I think I will make a prediction on that one. I, I say Newcastle 23 um, Melbourne 22. Now for my second rant uh, of this uh, weekend's games is the Canterbury Raiders and the West Tigers. Wests are perennially the ninth place team. Close but no cigar. And guess where they find themselves at again this year? Ninth place after four games. Canberra, the Raiders, they are everyone's preseason favorites to win the Premiership. They looked the best in the offseason, and, you know, power to them. But here's what I got to say about this game. The Raiders... If you want to be the premiers, you've got to beat the teams beneath you. And the West Tigers just lost to Gold Coast. So they're a wounded animal, and wounded animals fight hard. You can't allow this team to come in with a fighting mentality and beat you if you're going to be the premier at the end of the season. You just can't. So, you want to be the best, the very best, like no one ever was? Then you've got to beat Wests the weekend. If not, then can we really say that you guys deserve the hype? Well... It's only the fifth game of the season. I, I know that. I know a lot of people are just going to say, it's only the fifth game of the season. But these early games are going to be so crucial. Especially this year. You're going you're you're to get to, uh, you know, August and September and into October in the, in, uh, in the later half of the season 
when there may very well be fans in the stands. And that could very well affect how some of these teams play. So you want to win these games early, give yourself a bit of a cushion in case other teams come up and, and start playing better because they've got fans back. So, Canberra's got to win this game. I'm going to say it's a shutout. I'm going to say that Wests are going to lose this game. I'm going to say it's 24 to nothing. Um, I may be wrong. I think Canberra has a chance to prove that, the, that they deserve the hype this weekend. But if they blow it, I'm going to come back here next week. And I'm going to simply say, you blew it. So, we'll see what happens. In the final two games of the week, you've got the Bulldogs and the Roosters. Straightforward, Roosters are going to probably have a a cakewalk on that one. Uh, The Roosters are are the defending premiers. And uh, they have a very good shot at winning a third straight. So the Roosters, uh, I think the Roosters come into uh, Canterbury and uh, they just they just walk all over the Bulldogs and they walk out the winners. That's just, that's a that's a straightforward game. And now to possibly, well, ah. Hate to say that this that that the Sunday game, the last Sunday game, because uh, there's two games on Sunday, uh, the Dragons and the Sharks maybe game of the week. But after all that's happened this week at St. George, with Tariq Sims out for at least a month, with Paul McGregor getting the vote of confidence from the board of directors. This not only leads me into the last game of the preview of the week, but it also leads me into my closing uh, segment. And um, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to give you my prediction, and then I will get into my um, closing segment. Um, St. George is 0-4. They've lost Tariq Sims. Ben Hunt isn't what he used to be. I don't even know if Ben Hunt's playing the weekend. He he, he might get put in the team, he might not. But, if Paul McGregor wants to keep his job to the end of the season, he's going to have to win this game. I said it a few minutes ago. I said it a few minutes ago and I'll say it again. You've got to you've got to play tough and you've got to win the game. Cause if you don't, your season may be over and it's only the fifth game of the season. And I can't imagine that the chairman, Andrew Gordon, after giving Paul McGregor the the okay this week. That, that he would allow the team to lose a fifth game in a row without having another board meeting. I just don't think it would happen. 
It might. He, he, he might. He, he might say, you know what? This season's lost. Just let Paul finish. But I wouldn't. So I'm going to say, with, with everything that I've seen out of St. George this year, I think Cronulla, especially after beating us last week, I think that they beat St. George easily. 32 to 2. 32 to 2. I think it's very easy for, for Cronulla. And I think that St. George uh, continues their dumpster fire. Now, closing segment. And uh, my... I'm going to call this my rant of the week. And let's talk about St. George. St. George is an absolute dumpster fire. I don't believe that they can keep going on. And, you know, Jake DeBellin has, is, is suspended. Tariq Sims is gone. There's reports coming out of out of camp this morning that the players are divided, and um, that, that that they don't want to play at St. George, and that you know they're splitting up. This is going to be this is going to be very very crucial. This game the weekend. If you want to make a stand and you want to prove that you're not going to go down without a fight, you got to win. A proud club like St. George does not deserve what's going on. You know, James Graham, he kind of agrees with me. Uh, James Graham is a commentator for uh, or he, he was being interviewed by Fox League um, and James Graham said the same thing I'm saying this is a moment where you draw the line in the sand are you going to be wussies and you're just going to roll over or are you going to stand up and fight for this season if Paul McGregor is going to do that He's going to unite this team, and St. George is going to come out fighting against Cronulla. If not, who knows? There may not be a St. George next year. We don't know. It's that dire. So, rant over. All right, guys. I want to thank you for joining me today on this podcast. And um, just thank you for everything. Hope to see you guys in the next one. Peace out.